For those of you that are not aware, there are 50 chapters in the book of Genesis. Okay? Do you know that the first 11 chapters span 2,000 years? Okay? Thereafter, how many is after, after 11? 11 minus 50 is? How much? 39 chapters were devoted to four men. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and who was the last one? Joseph. Do you know that 13 of those chapters, the last 13, in other words from 37 onwards, was devoted to a man by the name of Joseph? Okay? If there's so many chapters devoted to one man, I think there's a tremendous amount that God is wanting to teach us and impart into our lives. However, if you just glean through it and do not study it, you'll miss a tremendous amount that God is actually wanting to say to us. I believe that Joseph is a shadow of Jesus Christ. And if you really go through it and study it, you'll be amazed that there are over 106 shadows of that we learn from Joseph going through into Jesus. How amazing that, 106. And if you, and if you don't study it, you'll never come to see them. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of those. I'm going to, this is a new series we're starting on the life of Joseph, and we'll eventually end it maybe in 10 weeks or whatever. And I tell you, you will be richly blessed. If you cannot be here, the blessing is we are on YouTube, so you can go to that. Uh, however, it's always better live, isn't it? So you're going to learn a tremendous amount from the life of Joseph, I guarantee you. So are you ready for this journey? I also, try, I also have not done PowerPoint, so let's see. If you don't enjoy it, let me know, and then I'll do the PowerPoint next week, okay? Here we go. Genesis 37, verse 1 through to 11. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob. Joseph, a young man of how much? Seventeen, was tending the flock with his brothers. And the son of Belia and the son of Zalpha, his father's wife. And he brought their father a bad report about them. What do you learn from that? Verse 3, now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, unwise, not so? Parents, not a wise thing, okay? Because he had, born, he, he had been born to him in his old age, and he made a richly ornamented robe for him. We might look in that, at that some other time. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him. And could not speak a kind word to him. Was it his fault? Yet, who got the brunt of it? Verse 5. Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field. When suddenly my sheaves rose and stood up. While your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down. To it. His brother said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually, actually, actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. 
Then it carries on, verse 9 says, Then he had another dream, and he told it to his brothers. He didn't learn any lesson. Sometimes when God reveals something to you, be wise. Don't share it with everyone. Sometimes do not even share it with anyone. Hello? There are some things I've never shared with anyone. Why? Because it is for my ears, not for your ears. Okay? Uh, Listen, he said, I had another dream, and this time the sun and the moon and the eleven stars were buying down to me. Wow. What does that mean? When he told his father, as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I bow, and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I believe if you have a look at Joseph and his life, I think that he went through just about every emotion that you could go through. He went through some incredibly tough times. And I want you to know that many of the experiences and hardships that Joseph went through, by the way, you're going to go through yourself. Maybe in a different package, different form and different measure, but you'll go through many of the same trials, tribulations, hardships. And you might stay in the pit. However, I pray that all of you will not stay in the pit, but that you will end up in the palace. Because our destiny is not the pit, our destiny is the palace. Hello? However, if you do not hear the voice of God, if you do not hearken to His voice, forgive, and all these kind of things which we'll go through, if you do not do that, you will remain in the pit. And many people in life remain in the pit of life, and they never go on into victory. And they never go on into the palace where God is destined for them. Our destiny is not the pit, but the palace. Our destiny is not the trouble, but the solution. Our destiny is not the hardship, but the victory. Our destiny is not this life, but heaven. Tell me what is your destiny. Or are you in a pit? You see yourself in a pit and you say, but I don't see any solution in this. That's a lie. That is not the truth. That is certainly not the truth. Joseph was put in a pit at the age of what? There's nothing in the Bible that is just there because it's there. There's a reason for it. And we know that he was put in the pit at 17. When did he rise to prominence? At what age? When, when, did, when was he taken out of prison and he became the second, in, he, he became the big shot of Egypt. He only second to Pharaoh. Hello? At the age of 30. When did Jesus start his ministry? Okay, I wonder if that's coincidence. Do you believe that's coincidence? Certainly not. That is one of the shadows. Hence, there are so many, like I said, 106 different shadows. That is why if you say that Jesus is not the Messiah and that the Bible is just a story, you are obviously a very ignorant individual. That's why to say that you're an atheist or any agnostic or anything just shows your tremendous ignorance. Right, let me give you a little bit of a background story of Joseph. Joseph's father... Sends him to his brothers with what? Food. God the Father sent Jesus Christ, the bread of life, to mankind. Joseph was rejected by his brothers. 
Jesus was rejected by his own. They received him not. He was thrown into a pit of Joseph. And you know what Jesus also, after he was crucified, was put in a pit. Joseph was sold by his own brothers for the price of a slave. Can you believe it? Jesus, one of his own disciples, betrayed him and sold him for 30 pieces of silver. Do you see the shadows everywhere? If you go through it, it is actually amazing. Jesus was made, I mean, Joseph was made a coat of many colors. And his brothers, what did they do? They ripped it from him. Jesus, when he was on the cross, what did he have? A scarlet, seamless robe, which was ripped from him. And what happened? The Roman soldiers gambled over that. Joseph was sold into Potiphar's house and he was falsely accused. Do you remember? He was falsely accused, just like Jesus was falsely accused. And, he were, and they said, he's a liar and he's an heretic. And he's a demonic teacher. And they went on and on about He was falsely accused. May you never forget your destiny is not determined by the hands of your accusers, but by God. Joseph in an instant went from prison to extreme prominence, becoming the big shot of Egypt. Just like Jesus, when he rose from the dead, became the big shot. And what did he do? He was seated at the... Right hand of the Father, where he's right now interceding for you and I. Wow. Those are just some of the many, 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 many shadows that you will find. The name of Joseph and the name of Jesus has, has the same Hebrew root word. Do you know that? And it means Savior or, and or Deliverer. Joseph was a Savior to who? The whole of Egypt. If God had not spoken to him and said, you're going to have seven fat years and then seven lean years, and he hadn't provided for that because of the wisdom that God gave him, what would have happened? They would have all died. Not just that, he became the savior, the deliverer, the provider for who? His brothers, his father, his family. And he saved his family because of that, what was his root name? Savior and all deliverer. Jesus came in the most humble of settings, but he came to be our savior and our deliverer. Wow, wow! He became our savior and our deliverer because we were going to, in, we were, we were going to sure death. That was our fate. Joseph, in one day. After interpreting the secrets of the dream of Pharaoh, he was raised to extreme prominence. All he did was interpret what God gave to Pharaoh. And that just can only be God. Who of you are aware that Joseph was given another name by Pharaoh? Do any of you know? Read, let's read Genesis 41 verse 45. Genesis 41 verse 45. Pharaoh gave, gave Joseph the name... Zephna Penea, and gave him Asenath, daughter of Potiphera, priest of On, to, he, to be his wife. Now, if you go and study that up, you can go and have a look at that up. Do you know what it means? We should know. The revealer of secrets. Okay? Do you think that there, there's no significance in this? The revealer 
of secrets. Let's read Revelations 19, verse 11 to 12. Remember, Joseph is a shadow of Jesus. Okay? If you understand Joseph, you'll understand Jesus better. Okay? If you understand Jesus, you'll understand Joseph better. Right, Revelation 19, verse 11 through to 12. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. Jesus came, meek and mild and humble. He came on a donkey. He's going to come in victory one day, riding on a stallion, a white stallion, in victory. With justice he judges and makes war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He will have every crown placed upon his head. Any crown that you can place upon any king will be upon him, because we will all be seen as, as the same. We'll be on a level playing field. You can be sitting as the king of England or wherever. You will be nothing before him. Not one of us. Not one of us. He will, he, all those names, those crowns will be given to him. That is why the Bible calls him King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Okay? Then it says there, his eye, his name, he has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. What do you think that name is? Hey? What do you think the name is? Which was the, the revealer of secrets. Okay? I believe that that is, that is, let's read Romans 2 verse 16. This will take place on the day when God will judge men's secrets through Jesus Christ, as my gospel declares. And there are other scriptures where it says any secret thing that you and I think we can get away with and do, any sin that we're involved in, will be shouted from the The things that we think that we do in secret, just by the way God sees it all. There's no secret when it comes to God. Nothing. That is why if you are living in sin, you better stop your nonsense. And you need to repent and say, Lord, forgive me. Because there will come a day if you don't. And there are many people that live this holier than now, but they live in secret sin. You are, God sees it. And he will, he will shout out those secrets one day if you do not repent and make right. What about the secret things that you and I don't understand? Maybe... You lost a love, your, your child. And you think, but why did you do this to me? Why did you allow this, God? There are many things, remember I said last week, do not simplify things. Do not try and give simplistic explanations for incredibly complicated situations. Just like my brother, he has a child with no eyes, cannot walk, cannot talk, lives for 16 years, and they loved and they cherished that kid in an amazing way. I, they were incredible. Why was he born like that? I don't know. I can say, yes, we live in a fallen world and all of these kind of things and, you know, herbicides and pests and all this rubbish. I can say all these things, but at the end of the day, I don't know. But I do know that Jesus will tell all, sit us all down and remember there's eternity. And he'll be able to explain the secret things of God that I'll understand. Why and how come? Because now I don't understand fully. But there will be a day that Jesus will reveal the secrets. All these hidden secrets. In Joseph's first dream, 
he saw 11 sheaves bow down before him. And who were those sheaves? And did it come to pass? And yet they were angry when he shared it. Yet it still came to pass. But it also shows us that when God speaks, sometimes we must not release the word into the atmosphere or share it with anyone. We need to be wise with who we share what God has entrusted to us. He shared with them, and that's good because they came to understand that this was part of the plan of God. But he goes and shares with them, and then he doesn't stop there. He goes and shares another dream. And then what is the one? He says, what's going to bow down? The sun. And in other words, everything. There will come a day where every knee will bow and every tongue confess that truly Jesus Christ is Lord. Whether they want to or they don't, they will be forced to. And not be forced to as in a robot. I believe his glory will cause everyone to bow. But sadly for some it will be too late. That bowing and that reverence will not be good enough. That for me is the tragedy. But can you you believe it? Here he has a second dream and in that second dream everything bows down. And that is purely a shadow of what's going to happen in the end. Can you imagine, can you just picture it? Here his brothers come to Egypt, do not recognize him. He speaks like Egyptian, looks like one. They do not recognize him, yet he recognized them. Who of you would be able to forgive someone that... No, 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 forget someone. Your own flesh and blood betrays you to that extent. Hey? Who of you would be able to just say, I choose to forgive and to let... And you know what he does? He weeps. He weeps. And he sends all of his people out and says, out. And then he composes himself and he goes and he loves his brothers and he takes his, he just envelops them. How amazing is that? Hey? His own brothers that betrayed him, he goes and he loves them. His own brothers that betrayed him. What did he do? He loved them and accepted them. That's a shadow of what's going to happen. Jesus Christ, the Messiah of this world. His chosen people are the Jews. You and I, as Gentiles, are grafted in. Praise God. And we are joint heirs with Him. However, you must know that He will never, ever, 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 ever reject His chosen people. Never. But He will come around and embrace them with His love and His forgiveness. He will never let them go, I promise you now. Joseph never did with his brothers. So will Jesus not do the same. Jesus came the first time humbly. This next time he will come as the lion of the tribe of Judah. And I guarantee you every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess that he is who he said he is. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want to round, end off by all of you never forgetting. That success, there is no success without trouble. There is no achievement in life. There is no achievement in life without enduring hardship and tough times. It just doesn't happen. There is nothing like that. If you cannot learn to worship God in the prison of life, you cannot and will not see the palace. And Joseph, even though he was in the prison, he still loved and served God. And he would tell the guys, listen, this is what I saw. And he tells them this. And, 
He tells them, well, this is going to happen. You're going to cup bearer this, and you're going to do this in so many days. You're going to be killed, and this one, you're going to be raised up. And, and it happens. And two years, later, two years go by, and they totally, the, the one guy totally forgets him. Just by the way, the one lived, and the one died. The one on the cross lived, another one. There's so many, so many truths that you can find in this. But obviously there's not enough time to go through them. So I'm going to deal with major things of his life and you can go and search for the others and be richly blessed by it. It is not what you're going through, but what you're going to that counts in life. Do not focus on your pit. And some of you are in deep pits at this point in moment in time. Do not focus on that. Focus on your destiny. Your pit, your hardship, your trial, your tribulation is not your destiny. Your destiny is heaven bound. Your, he- your destiny is the palace. And may you never forget that. Even irrespective of what you go through. And you maybe you ri- raise up and you think, wow, awesome. Here I'm Potiphar's helper. And, sh- and then suddenly there comes a curveball and you're in prison. Do not. Think that God has forsaken you just because you're in the prison. Do not believe the lie. Hold on to the promises of God. And become all that God has destined for you to become. You, he's called us to be overcomers. He said, you are the head and not the tail. I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. Have, in other words, have it more abundantly. Amen? And may you and I go to the foot of the cross and make right where we need to make right. So that we do not have any things hidden in the, secret, in the secret place or the closet of our life. That he is one day going to have to shout it out on the rooftop. And may God be the one to exalt us. May he be the one to take us from our troubled situation to victory in Jesus. Father, I thank you for every person here. I thank you that it is your desire that we live lives of purpose. Lives of destiny. Thank you that... The present trouble, even though it may take years, 12 years, 13 years, 14 years, decades. Thank you that you promise never to leave us or forsake us. Thank you that you have plans to prosper us and to give us a hope and a future beyond our wildest imagination. Forgive us where we've been so focused on our pit, our trouble, our hardship, our tribulation, that we've lost sight of the dreams and the vision that you have in your heart for us. Forgive us where we have taken our eyes off the palace to which you want us to be blessed with. And Lord, I pray that you would come and transform our thing. That we, your children, would think as you would think. That we we would believe that you desire our highest good. And Lord, I pray that we would not believe the report of the evil one. But we would believe your report. And hold on with every fiber of our being to your incredible love that says, I will never, ever leave you or forsake you. Thank you for Joseph and his life. Thank you that he forgave his brothers and let, let their wrongful, vile, despicable sin of hatred go. And just as you did, Lord Jesus, and that while we were yet sinners, you came and you were willing to die on the cross for us. 
May we be ever mindful of this fact and be grateful for the price that you were willing to pay. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came, that we may have life and have it to the full. And help us to live lives of victory because of the fact that we know you and that you are on our side. Thank you that you want to take us from glory to glory. And we ask you to come and transform our minds and our thinking that we would think as you would think and see things as you would see. Lord, I pray your blessing upon every single person here. I pray that a new day would dawn in our thinking, in our minds, in our spirit. And Lord, that our momentary trouble would literally be a a moment in our thinking because it is heavenward to which you have called us. Thank you that we will never lose sight of that truth ever again in our lives. And I ask your blessing upon each one of us here. In your precious name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you.